0: Jill here. Hello. Welcome
1: to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Putella. And
0: I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California.
1: Today, Jill and I talk about the types of blind offers to send and the types not to send.
0: Oh, I have a list. (laughs) Believe you. This is
1: uh, one of those topics that Jill gets a little passionate about, and I love it.
0: Well, only because we've done it all. I mean, I can honestly say um we haven't been doing this while well, you because you're much older than me <laughs> since the 90s <laughs> um you know and tested every possible thing there's a reason why we got to this point the reason why we're successful is the reason why our community is successful and we all have the secret and i'm happy to share it awesome for ten thousand dollars just kidding i'm going to share it right now today
1: <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the LandInvestors.com online community. It's free. And if you're a Land Academy member, please join us on Discord.
0: James wrote, I'm in one of the states with a lot of rural lands and with thousands of lakes. Well, how lucky are you, James? You're bragging a little bit, but then, and I think that's awesome.
1: You can brag, but those lakes are frozen right now. Oh,
0: well, there is that. I'm
1: from a place like that. Okay.
0: Uh, I ran the red, yellow, green test and many of the counties look like good spots to mail. My problem is it's hard to find any good average for the pricing because of all the lakes. On or close to the lake are often higher priced. We're a half mile to a mile away are much cheaper. I was thinking I need to use infill lot pricing, but even on the zip code level, there's a lot of price variability. Do I have to price APN by APN, or is there a way to price to get me in the ballpark of a decent-sized area? This is such a good question, because this is stuff that we we talked about in the show yesterday. we talk, That's a, a common thing here if you're doing an area like where we're sitting in Southern California. Oceanfront and on the west side of PCH, it's a whole different pricing point versus one mile or even a half mile even yards away.
1: James, this is a question I ask myself even today. I'm working uh, a certain, very specific area in a specific state right now, and I looked at, studied and studied and studied pricing variances based on attribute. That's really what this issue is. And the red-green-yellow test was designed to solve that for you. So if you take, even in a rural area, if you take each zip code, uh, if you're lucky enough to get the data and drop it into the red, green, yellow test, you're going to see where property's selling and where it's not. So the theory is, property that's close to the lakes and cheap or cheaper will sell faster, and then so you can price that that way. So the, uh, there's that's one way to look at it. And then if that's the case, and it almost always is, it's pure supply and demand. You know, pricing and supply and demand go together. Then you can uh, extrapolate that and and run the data sets that way based on what you find from a zip code standpoint. But zip codes don't often comply with, let's say, shoreline. So what do you do? You have to pretty much run an APN scenario. And I just did it. All of this is more theory than reality. The fact is, if you stick 42 fishing lines in the water versus three, you're going to catch more fish. And some of the fish that you catch are going to be small and you're going to throw them back because you don't want them. Some of the fish are going to be awesome you're going to keep it and some of the fish are going to be you're going to shake your head and say this might be a record for this lake the biggest catch of all time ever so you have to really get a lot of lines in the water and see what happens
0: here's what i think you're saying in jill terms let me, <laughs> let me jillify this <laughs> number one we do not want you to go line by line by line. That's ridiculous. No. You cannot do it because you're no. sending out thousands of offers. It doesn't, that's not possible. And we know that. Um, but you can get an APN scheme going. Like we've done that. When I say we, I mean Stephen has done that in certain areas where you can kind of get a feel for all the properties starting with 103 are kind of priced this way. All the 104s are priced like this. And all the 205s are like, they're way over here and we price them this way.
1: Or 205 isn't something we want.
0: Right and you can you can you could kind of sit and figure that out and and that's kind of advanced level stock. way advanced and this is
1: master's degree phd it takes stuff. a
0: little time so what do you do if you're new okay jill that's great you know what this is what i would do and you can tell me if i'm right or wrong i would go with kind of a median in between there i'm still trying to get a feel for what offer is not going to piss off the lakefront property people too much and not make the people we over here jump up and down too much. So I'm kinda in the middle, so when they call me back, I can adjust.
1: And when she says adjust, she means turn their opinion around and buy their stuff for the price that she wants. Or add
0: money or take away money.
1: That's the whole point here. If you throw a bunch of lines in the water, some are gonna get bitten on, some aren't, some are gonna steal your bait. Joe wants lots of lines in the water so that when they do bite, she can, with her talent, Real them
0: i can adjust so what happens what's the worst that's going to happen james you don't want to sit and learn this yet you're going to send them out like all right i know that waterfront property is really 3,000 an acre is what i should be buying away from the water should be buying 1,000 acre i'm going to go 2,000 acre and see what happens
1: or 1,000 So then you're
0: going to go with or something like that 1,000 for 1,500 or something i don't know when they call back you can adjust and say all right now I know what's going on, you know, um, and and now you thank you for telling me. I was waiting for some of these oceanfront properties or this lakefront properties to come back. You've got one. I love it. And you're right. That was too low. Let's talk. um You know, and and have that. Dialogue. So it's
1: absolutely right. That's not going to happen. You you cut yourself off from the chance of that happening. When you sit, th- this happens so often with the new people. They try to. I don't know if you're one of these people, James, or not. Uh, I'm just. I'm saying this happens the mailer efficiency and mailer yield and pricing efficiency and pricing yield is so the importance of it is so blown out of proportion that it makes me, it just, it makes me want to make everybody stop and say, look, the county's only got 4,200 properties in it. Anyway, why not just mail them all? true. Jill's advanced example is 3000 shorefront, 1500, a little while, and then inland is a thousand. Why not just send everybody an $800 an an acre offer and see what happens? And you're you're off to the races. Your lines are in the water. You don't know what's going to happen. I don't know of anyone who's completely and entirely struck out this way.
0: I would like to add. It's like, not like we're one upping each other, but we're not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we are. It always happens. No,
0: no. But I'm just thinking of one as an example, though. There have been times, James, that this is going to help you feel good. Like, I don't want to piss the planet off. What's the worst that can happen? You know what's the worst that can happen, James? You could send somebody a crazy low offer and they don't even, they don't even care and they say yes to it because that has happened and that could happen
1: and there so, will it does happen
0: so so let it let it rip don't and again don't go apm by apn i don't want you to do that pick a number that feels good and you got this
1: the reason i just spent all this time on an apm scenario is because these are very specific lots that we're going to do certain stuff with and i know that there's a crazy different demand for this certain apn to these three apns versus all the other apns in, in the county and believe me, the other, the other property owners in, throughout that whole county are going to get an offer, just not on this run at that price. But I've been doing this millions and millions, tens of millions of offers I've sent out and data sets I've analyzed. So, you know, you shouldn't ha- want to do that. You can't play the guitar like Eddie Van Halen the first time you pick it up. That makes me happy. <laughs> Today's topic, types of blind offers you send. Uh, and not to send, and not to send. This is the meat of the show. I scribbled down a lot of notes. I can't wait to hear this because oh, this I is uh, one of your peeves. Do you want
0: me to start with the what kind you should send? How about I'll do the I'll do the opposite. I'm gonna pick it. I'm gonna do. Here's what not to send, and then I'll tell you what to send. Okay. When you are trying to buy property like we do from owners, whether and I want you to send them to. By the way, f- f- number one is. Don't send them to only people that are out of state. I want you to send them to in state, out of state. And then what do I said? You do not send letters of interest. Like, hey, I want to buy your property. Call me. That's a waste of time. Every single person is going to call you back and they're going to want retail. They're going to name their number. And you're going to, no matter what, you're going to have everybody calling you and that you won't know who's real or who's not real. And when I say real, I mean in the price range that you wish to purchase. Number two. Don't send dumb, pretty, glossy postcards with you and your dog or whatever it is or whatever. Any that looks like a pizza. How about that? Postcards gonna look like a pizza ad. Don't do that. Don't do cute stuff on yellow pads. We all see right through that. We know it's not really a yellow pad. Don't spend any money or do your own wet signatures. Not necessary. It's okay. They don't need that. Don't send anything cute. Don't put a dollar in it. And the last one, this really made me mad when I got this. Please don't walk around, put a sticky note on somebody's front door. So somebody's was walking around in our neighborhood um, like a year or two ago, looking at houses and they were writing sticky notes and putting on everybody's front door with their phone number. That kind of spooked me a little bit. You better believe I didn't call them or take them seriously. It's just like, hey, I want to buy your house. Here's my number. Well, yeah, you join join the club. Yeah, no no kidding kind of thing. At the time we were renting, I want to buy it too. Take a number. <laughs> you know, they they didn't do any of their homework. So they left a note for me the tenant. I'm not going to do anything. I get, you know. So here's what you should be sending. Professional, personalized, well thought out, real dollar amount offers for a specific property and Steven's going to tell you more about how you do that. But on your offer, you, I want you to have your real name, first and last name. I want you to have a way to look you up online and verify that you're legit. I'd like a website, I'd like your LinkedIn, i like your Facebook page, so i like it to match. And I'd like a way to contact you. This is way better too than, even all those things, there's a lot of, um, this is going on a lot in Arizona, I see. It's like a thing, because there's just so much property changing hands right now like in the house world every person and their brother is doing these commercials and they have an 800 number and it's like john buys houses or something i am not i'm not into that and i don't know how, how it makes other people feel but it doesn't i just know that our yield and the way we do it is fantastic and that's the reason we're still doing it and by the way we've tested a lot of these things over the years or people in our community have and said yep didn't work you're right
1: so the question you should be asking yourself is, yeah, that's great, Jill. What, why, congratulations, your yield's awesome. I want my yield to be great too. What do I do? And this is what you do. Copy us. Number one, you have to create an offer. I don't care if you're sending out 800 or 80,000 offers. Every single one of those offers absolutely has to look like it was just addressed to that person. And I, and all the stuff Jill said was I complete, uh, completely agree with. But here's where I, and here's how you do that. I'll just, I'll just say this. Every owner, every single, in our data sets, we know who owns the property. We know it's John and Jack's LLC.com, or it could be uh great American cattle company, or it could be Jill DeWitt, or it could be Steve and Jill. So that presents a data challenge and how it's presented on that actual offer cuz what if you have 80,000 lines of data you can press a button via the miracle of mail merge if you've got these 80,000 scrub data set and a mail merge in Microsoft Excel and Microsoft Word press the button and it comes out perfectly in a 160,000 unit PDF they all get printed off stuffed in envelopes and it looks like all those 80,000 people you just wrote them a letter doesn't look like a form letter. It doesn't look like it's an advertisement. It looks exactly how you had intended it. So that's where I see, I just proofed. I just proved my own mailer 20 minutes before we turned this camera on and found like six errors because it just wasn't meeting my standards of uh, spacing. And, you know, those, all those things really matter. Number 1. So that person's needs to say needs to say this is a, a real letter from a real person. I just checked com. They are real. Uh it's for seven it's for a very specific price. $7,342.42. If you say imagine you get a letter. It's addressed to uh John or current occupant. We want to buy your house or we want to buy your piece of land uh, located in Elko County, Nevada. Here's my uh, number. Give me a call. You're going to throw that away. But if it says, John Smith, we would love to buy a 30 acre property for $2,342.38. We've done tens of thousands of properties in Nevada and uh, we understand that there's a few back taxes. There may be back taxes or whatever. We're very used to dealing with all this and we're very used to taking all the stuff that can go on in a real estate transaction out of it. And by the way, there's not any negotiation and there's not any fees or any of that stuff. We don't play those games. Give us a call. We can get this deal done pretty quickly if if you're interested in selling it. Thanks.
0: What is special too that I think you're perfect and that was awesome. And one thing that we add in there is a call to action, which is here's the purchase agreement. All you got to do is sign it and send it back. So the first page is everything that Stephen just laid out. And the second page is, here it is. Sign it, send it back, and we'll open escrow. Next. That's kind of it.
1: You're going to get a great response if you do that. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a terrible response, if any, with postcards. If you send a letter that says, "Let give me a call, and let's talk about, I really want to buy your property. Give me a call. No, they're going to get a million phone calls and no one's interested in selling their property because everybody thinks their property is worth a million dollars. What my way does is it it makes the mail work for you. So if I send out 10,000 offers, there's going to be 50, 60, 70 people in there that are, you just caught them on the right day. And they're not real interested about in price. They're just interested in selling it for the price because they just want to be done with it or or they're getting divorced, or their wife doesn't want it, or, or their husband does want it, but she doesn't want it, or or, or their kids going to college, or, or whatever. So it just doesn't become a price thing, it becomes a life circumstance thing. And that's what this offer is designed to do. Uh, they don't want to, who wants to call and talk about it for days? No, nobody. They just want their money.
0: Exactly. It's so powerful, like you just said. I have whatever life event, and your thing shows up, and even I might have thrown three away. In the last, you know, two years, that that could happen. So, so, and but, but today is the day.
1: And so, James' question here about the lakes, well, you know, and we get this. My whole entire land academy career, uh, I can speak for both of us. and you know, I can tell you exactly where James is in his career. Because here's really what's going to happen to James with his with these with his lakes. He's going to take my advice. He's going to send everybody in the county an eight hundred dollar an acre offer, or whatever Jill's example was. A certain predictable number, two or three people are going to call him back, maybe four or five, and they're going to say, "Your timing's perfect. We do need to sell this property. Eight hundred dollars an acre is not going to work, but nine hundred will, or seventy-two thousand dollars, whatever the numbers work out will." And if he's priced it right, and he would, as I'm suggesting, they're going to come to an agreement where it's a hell of a lot cheaper than what it's worth. And then he'll never write a question like this again. I'm not picking on you, James. He'll never write a question like this again. What, what he will do is, is say this. Well, I just undercut the hell out of this entire county. I bought two properties and resold them for three times what I paid mm-hmm. very quickly. And now I don't care because I, I'm gonna do the math. I sent out 5,000 offers, bought three properties. I would like to send out 10,000 offers and buy six properties and on and on and on. These kinds of conversations don't go on in the advanced group. They don't talk about mail we never once you do a two or three successful mailers you never worry about mailer yield or attributes or doing it correctly. Right. All, you know what my biggest problem is with mailers this is the this is truth time staying on a schedule that satisfies her and her staff so that we can I can jam her pipeline absolutely and completely full all the time. In fact, I just hired somebody to make sure this is their whole job in life. I wish somebody would have given me this keep job. you on a schedule. <laughs> their whole job in life on Wednesday morning is to say, tell me what county. I'm, I, and they're very proficient. This person is extremely proficient in Excel. Uh, they're better than I am, actually. Just to stay on track to make sure that we get enough mail out.
0: It's awesome. I love it. That makes me so happy and I'm happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us right here on The Land Academy Show.
1: The uh, episode on The Land Academy Show is called What to Do When You Can't Find a Dataset for a Mailable County. You are not alone in your real estate ambition.
0: This will be really good. I'm excited, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Surprise, surprise.
0: We have some new and experienced people are like, okay, wait a minute, I, I got this great area. I'm a little hung up here. Steven, how do I solve this?
1: Some data sets are great. Blank. Some data sets are non-existent, yep. and then there's everything in between. Exactly.
0: If you need access to any sort of ownership or property details, including owner phone numbers or FEMA flood overlays, check out Neighborscoop.com, created by investors. That's us for investors like you. We are seeing
1: Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.